Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by Evan Rowell and Blaze Hunter. Dr. Dubs wrote a prescription for two tactical nukes tonight, boys. And uh, you know what? The prescription delivered. Took the headache and turned it right into a good feels for the Avs as they managed to take home two points sans Nathan McKinnon at home against Anaheim. We'll get to nuke in a second, I suppose. Let's, let's, Let's start with overall feels for this game. Uh, scary during the first period. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely true. Uh, I mean, I would just say boring for the first half of the game. It just felt like the Avs were, to me, they were getting a lot of attempts, but it was a lot from the outside. And after it got down 2 nothing, that's when they started to penetrate a little bit more. Um, and that's when Nachushkin kind of took over the game, I guess. No kidding. Uh not the man I thought would replace Nathan McKinnon's production in this game, but you know what? Sometimes success can come from unlikely scores, unlikely sources. Probably deserved a hat trick in this game, if we're being honest. So, you know, <laughs> double post. <laughs> yeah, two, two goals, two posts. We'll call it even, hockey gods. Yeah. All right, <laughs> gold chain. All right, <laughs> I, Nuke's chain isn't that. Gaudy, really. It's pretty. It's pretty dapper, I would say. <laughs> so your standard Russian gold chain. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a. You know, he's not a rapper out here. Standard <laughs> issue for the Russians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I do want to get into the the gritty of it. You know, Evan, you mentioned the first half of the game, the Avs weren't getting the high danger opportunities all that much. <laughs> The lines that started this game were basically unrecognizable by the end of the third period. I mean, <laughs> Bednar just said, forget it. Whoever's not exhausted, get out on the ice or something. Because the Avs, for whatever reason, and, and it worked. Like, let's be honest. The, the, the Avs played significantly better in the blender than they did without it to start the night. Yeah, they, I mean, they just started with putting Kadri on the top line and that hasn't really worked ever. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't fit with him there. Um, and then I think in the second period, they dropped, I want to say Landy down. And then they basically just started force feeding Nachushkin minutes <laughs> as much as they possibly could. Um, I actually, that the Saad Jost Burakovsky line was kind of a, a roller coaster. They had a lot of good moments in the offensive zone and then just absolute nightmarish moments in the defensive zone, like the first goal. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, can you blame him? You, you think Nathan McKinnon's going to be playing and then 30 minutes before the game, it's like, ah, oh, well, he's not. So now we got to change everything up. So at this point, you're just like, <laughs> I feel like it. the Avs knew a little bit before 30 minutes before. They could have. But. <laughs> Screw it, we're going. With that. I don't really care who's out there anymore. <laughs> yeah, definitely a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants type of night. I. What is the what is the feel on the first period without the last minute of the period, though? Because I don't disagree that the quality of opportunities was not great, but to me it still felt like the Avs controlled the period other than the disaster shift that resulted in Anaheim's goal. 
Yeah, just some unlucky bounces there, and then obviously the goal that got called back. Did you guys think that was high sticking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just pretty could, sure, pretty sure it was high. Not exactly the easiest play to tell, but yeah, he seemed yeah. to be whipping his stick pretty high there. <laughs> you know what would fix that is putting a microchip inside of the puck. Yep. How it have to be like pretty advanced though, right? Because it, it's not like soccer because a puck is not a sphere. Yeah. So it'd have to be like gyroscoped. I'm sure they can do it. Know what <laughs> access it's on. You hear the puck like whirring through the air. Oh, I mean, if, if they had a 90s version where there was a blue streak and a red streak after it, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I guess. 2021, <laughs> we should be able to be able to see how far off the ice the puck has traveled. I mean, I'm pretty sure Miko's head would be over the crossbar if he was <laughs> kneeling. <laughs> and uh, Kadri's stick was about in line with Miko's head. So Kadri almost did the double. We almost scored and almost killed Miko at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> pretty that close was, to whacking him right in the that head. That was dangerous. <laughs> I mean, that would have been, been an awesome goal if it actually had counted. <laughs> yeah. First off, I'm a homer, so like everything's like, that's that's going the abs direction. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like uh, the refs got lucky on that one because they were not counting it as a goal. Like they made the distinction at the end of like, <laughs> so the puck totally did cross the line, but it was a high stick, so we were right. Ha ha. <laughs> he was like caught on camera saying it's in, but yeah, we got to go upstairs. It doesn't count right now. It's like what? Okay. <laughs> so you saw it go in, but you didn't really say anything about it. All right. Yeah. Well, whatever. They got, I guess, bailed out by that. But yeah, I, if if that goal in the final, whatever, 30 seconds of the period wouldn't have happened, it would have been a completely fine first period when you're missing your two most dynamic, dynamic players. It's just that goal happened and it stinks, but they played fine. It's just these, these games are generally going to be relatively boring without those guys and they kind of have to generate offense a different way. Yeah. I mean, that was a horrible sequence at the end there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That last minute was just, I mean, what, who (laughs) Jost fails to get a puck out of the zone that should be out every single time. Ryan Graves gets another clear attempt at it and an extremely weak backhand around the boards right to a duck. And then the Avs defense, the Avs had six goalies on the ice at that point, basically. Yeah. there were All five Avs were within two feet of their own crease, and they failed <laughs> to stop the pass from getting through. And, I mean, what do you do at that point? Yeah, yeah that was uh, pizza delivery of the game right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that Jost had – that was an easy clear, and then late in the game he has one eye. He can't see out of it, and he still <laughs> manages to power through. He's like, I'm not doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, Grace was just a nightmare with the puck all night long. I could. It's been a running theme, but yeah, that the weak chip up the boards there, and does that count? That's a little wordy for a nickname, right? The unlikely source is Val Nichushkin's nickname. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue. We could, we could make a shirt, but I'll have to wrap around to the back. <laughs> yeah. Hockey nicknames are not that not that The good. unlikely source, and it's just a picture of a puck hitting Val in the visor. Yeah. It, that, the line tracker. I didn't even like really see the replay of the overtime goal. Did he actually like tap it again with his forehand, or did it just roll off his stick into the net like his goal, like some of his goals just happened to do? 
I mean, he, I don't know if he really got a lot on it, but that's what he was trying to do. Like yeah. he was trying to get around the outside uh, pad and he managed just, it. So I just feel like when he goes to the net like that, a lot of goalies are like, holy crap, there's a huge man coming at me. me so even, even if he doesn't get the puck, like all it can still go through because they're just like trying to get out of the way and maybe a hole opens up in between their legs. Well, let's bring up the unlikely king of the game source. <laughs> On that note, of course, it's Val Nachushkin. Two goals, game-winning goal, seven shots on goal, two posts. The man was a monster. And look, uh, honorable mention to Jared Bednar in this King of the Game, as as Evan mentioned. Val Nachushkin ended up playing 15 minutes tonight, including getting shifts in overtime. So Bednar said, you know what? This dude's feeling it. Just play him. Just play him, man. Crazy. Allie, bring bring that picture back up again. Did you choose that picture? Because it's like two guys with beautiful hair. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> wow. I am jealous. <laughs> yes, I know. I saw that picture and was like, that's perfect for this graphic. Dude, Nuke is thirsting on Landy a little bit there. Look at, yeah. look at his eyes. He's like, he's a baby maker. <laughs> <laughs> He Nachushkin had 22 shots coming into this game. He just had 25% of his season shots in one game. Hey, when he's feeling it, he's feeling it, man. You just uh, you get out of the way because the train don't stop. You know? I guess. I mean, he attempted nine shots overall. That's unheard of from this man. Remember, in the playoffs, he would just go games without even attempting a shot on net. So it's just – this is – this is what's so frustrating about him is that you see a game like this and you're like, what the heck? Like, where did it come from? Yeah. yeah. I love when guys drop their shoulder and just go to the net though. It's, it's one of those things. Yes. Landy's attractive. We get it, Chad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is a, a man rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Has two beautiful children. I mean, that red hair just, you know, just puts it over the top. <laughs> Is it red? Did we go over this before? <laughs> Strawberry blonde. This is a long-standing thing with Eric <laughs> that drives him. The nuts. other half of D-Line Co. is yeah. like just woke up in a cold sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I do want to finish up the talk about this defense for a couple of reasons. One, AJ was praising Connor Timmons. In fact, a lot of people on Twitter were Praising Connor Timmons' game tonight. Didn't even hit the 10-minute mark in ice time. Yeah, I was going to say he played nine minutes. Yeah. So he he did look a lot better. And a lot of that's because maybe in that limited ice time, he was actually moving and ju- jumping up in the rush. Uh, that rush, that chance he created in the third period was really nice. But, yeah, they, they seem to trust everyone else a little bit more than him right now. Did so you kind of wonder where this is going to go. Like, did is he... Destined for the AHL when this all team gets healthy? You have to think so. Particularly because on the other side of this coin, Jacob McDonald got more ice time than Ryan Graves tonight. Is he a defenseman or forward again? I'm going to ask that every time. (laughs) (laughs) He is the mercurial. What's halfway between a defenseman and a forward? A rover, I guess. Yeah. He's from the 1900s all right he's bringing back the <laughs> rover position it's back in style i i think like the coaches are probably just like all right he's just gonna do whatever he's gonna do so let him go it's <laughs> it's working right now yeah like yeah. 
call him a men's league defenseman, which I probably have, but he pulled off the men's league move this tonight where he put the puck between, <laughs> between some dude's legs, legs and <laughs> neutral zone and went around him. So it's like, okay, it's but, working. Like, look, and- I, I think the thing with McDonald, right, is that's going to continue to work right up until the moment that it doesn't. And then it's just, yeah. <laughs> but it's there. It's really hard to justify playing Ryan Gary's over him right now. Yeah. It's the real conversation. It's I compared Ryan Graves in the Discord tonight to Nikita Zadora, where he's just having these brain fart moments in the defensive zone that just they have to stop. They cannot continue to happen. That Z would have been benched for. Yeah, that was the rest of my my statement. Mm-hmm. Was he and he got bailed out real hard in the first period with Avs had a great shift in the offensive zone. And then he pinches at the blue line, and the Ducks go down there with a two-on-one, and then Troy Terry just, like, lurks behind his own teammate on the two-on-one. And his teammate was like, where are you going? And then all of a sudden the play was ending. But, yeah, he the pinches have to stop, but the turnovers are just getting ridiculous at this point. Like, at this point, you, you just got to chip it up and out. Just deal with it. Like, stop trying to make these passes that you're not making on a consistent basis. Sorry about that beeping. That was my vacuum. Your <laughs> vacuum? Is that a Roomba? Yeah, yeah. And it always gets stuck on everything because my kids <laughs> just make a giant mess. So. <laughs> I had a question. Did Renuff's playing time, did he get more playing time in the second half after that hit? Or was it pretty uh, even before that? I'd have to look on. I can't. I, yeah, I, he I only played 12.54, so it's not like he played a ton. But, but he played uh, more than he did he, last game. Renouf played, yeah, he played significantly more in the third. He played exactly 355 in both the first and second, and then played 504 in the third. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, that was that was good. He was fine tonight. Like, yeah. yeah, he was completely fine. Um, his goal, or what I guess that would have been the sod goal, was the exact opposite problem, or he just floated it at the net shooting for a rebound. Whereas a lot of times we talk about when Graves get the puck there, which he did to a lot tonight, he's just launching that thing, trying to beat the goalie from 80 feet away. Whereas he was shooting for a rebound and ended up creating one. And he's playing physical too. I, I think he's doing a lot of things. He, these older guys like McDonald and Renouf, they understand who they are and they're trying not to like play. They're very different defensemen, but they are playing how they know how to play. And they're not trying to be anything that they are really are not. You mean one's YOLO every time he's out on the ice and the other one plays a semi-defensive sound game? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it it takes a lot of guts to be straight YOLO in the (laughs) NHL when you have not even played 10 NHL games. That's just a guy who's like, I'm 28. This is what I'm going to do. Like, this is the only way I'm going to be successful. How crazy is that, too? Like, at 28, like... That's like a big deal now. That used to be like when defensemen started coming into the league. Now you're just like an old man, like, oh, well, he's going to get a few games here and there, and then back to the AHL. <laughs> you take the paycheck and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Get, get what you can, right? Yeah. So whether you play a YOLO or more defensively sound game in the bedroom, Manscaped can help you up your game on any given night. 
head on over to manscaped.com and use code DNVR to get 20% off your purchase. You can get the perfect package. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> the I would perfect- say... I you hope need. you're not in the bedroom just yelling YOLO. <laughs> you need Manscaped if you're going YOLO in the bedroom. <laughs> you definitely need Manscaped. If you're going you need YOLO a lot the- if you're going YOLO in the bedroom. <laughs> you know, you're going to want to get the the deodorant. You're going to want to get the toner. Definitely get the bushwhacker. All right? That's all I'm saying. Jump on it. Go over there. Manscaped has a product for everyone. Highly recommend everything they got. You know, get yourself looking less Nachushkin, more Landis God. That's all I'm saying. That's all I am saying. Second period <laughs> of the DNVR Avalanche <laughs> podcast. Is this like the children playing when the when dad's gone? AJ, yeah. AJ's gone and it's just going off the rails already. He's going to come in and just... This is That wasn't even one of my worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, way I worse. I think AJ got all of his laughs out this afternoon with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I, was an adventure. <laughs> I, my friend just sent me a stat that Dan Renouf passed Patrick Waugh in franchise shots on goal tonight. So there you go. <laughs> with two? <laughs> yeah, probably like three or four. I don't know. <laughs> uh, going through the second period Ducks get an early goal Off a deflection off of Taves' stick I mean, not a ton you can really do about that goal But it, <laughs> I think every Avs fan in their mind went Here we go again It's another one of these games for the Avs Where they can't find a goal John Gibson is bodying them They're not finishing their opportunities And they're falling apart what what was the flip of the switch here for the Avs? Because something clearly clicked, and all of a sudden, a little bit over halfway through the second period, you saw the Avs' energy up. They started winning puck battles, and then they get rewarded by scoring greasy goals. Let's call them what they are. They were not pretty, the first two. They got down deep and did what they had to do. That... So what it was is the Avs got that power play, and it was it was kind of like a tale of two power plays because the first unit that went out there was awful. Yeah. And then they threw out the secondary guys, and they started creating some chances, and then I think it was another one of those goals where it's like two seconds after the power play. And so it's not a power play goal, but it kind of is. Uh, and that's what kind of got things started. Um, it was really interesting watching the Ducks broadcast because they muted out like, all of the volume in the arena. Like you couldn't tell if anything went in the net. You couldn't tell anything. So that's why I, I didn't know if that, if Taves tipped that shot, I thought it just caught Grubauer off, off, I guess off guard. Was there a good replay on the altitude broadcast? I couldn't tell. All right. All right. We'll bring, we'll bring detective Rudo onto the show here. You guys Do ready it. for my detective work? Um, yeah, it did. It definitely did hit Taves stick. I, I have to find it here, but I can confirm to you that it did hit it. I just have to figure out where the goal is. <laughs> uh, is this it? Yeah, here we go. All right. So let me uh, bring it on the screen This is here. the exact type of deflating goal I would have expected them not to come back from. So that's this is a big surprise of a game for me. All right. So we have the play here. Just going to have to bear with me a little bit. I'm going to fast forward. He's getting ready to shoot here. And what I want you to watch is the puck. Keep watching the puck. It comes off of his stick. 
and it's level. Ah, this angle's not great. It's level and flat, and then it clearly hits Tave's stick. Did it hit Tave's stick, or did it hit the guy back-checking? No, nah, it didn't hit Joe's. It hit Tave's. You can't see it hit the stick, but I can do my detective work here. <laughs> All right, he's going to fire this puck, and you're going to see it come up and through. Puck right there. All right? It's level. It's flat. It's spinning on its axis like a normal puck would. As I it's can't moving see the forward puck. at all. <laughs> oh, God. DNVR puck. Yeah. Take off the logo. Take off the logo. <laughs> Move your screen. No, you can't. All right. Oh, there, there we go. go. Look at there that. you go. All right. You see that puck right there? You see it? It's going flat. There's no oscillation in it outside of like a normal puck shot that you would see spinning off of a stick. It goes behind Silverberg's body and comes out and now the puck is tumbling. So it clearly had to hit something in the air. Must have been Taves stick. All right. Scienced. Scienced hit Taves stick. Unfortunate. Also you you wouldn't expect Grubauer to get beat that badly on a shot like that if it weren't for a deflection. Mm-hmm. So Enhance. <laughs> <laughs> the old no, fly into the net. I, I do think it helped that they were playing a team that hadn't won in several weeks. So they probably didn't really know how to close out a game right now, didn't have a ton of confidence. So it really only took one goal for the AFC to get back in there. Yeah, yeah definitely true. Um, it A lot of nights have felt like that for the Avs, right? Once they get one, it feels like they all take a breath. They all remember that they're actually pretty good at this thing called hockey and they start pouring in a couple more. I, I can't really explain it. Is, is there a science behind that? Are either of you, do you take psychology one one in college <laughs> way back when you two were in college? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, it then. <laughs> I, I did many years ago, but yeah, I don't, the ducks had the abs, I guess, you know, where you want them and you have a goalie like Gibson, but they just didn't seem like a very confident team that knew how to kind of close things out. And they didn't really create a ton the rest of that second period. The Avs kind of took over from there. So uh, if you just even the Avs are talented enough, even without McKinnon and McCarr, that against a team like that, it's still not going to take much for them to kind of come back and get some get some chances. And that's all they needed was one. And then the game kind of turned from there. Yeah, I mean, teams, like, you know, when you get a goal called back like that, right, sometimes it just deflates the team. And then also that late period goal um, can just destroy a team. And it looks like they just went into the locker room and talked about it and came out back on fire, knowing that they're playing against a team that's having a hard time scoring and winning games. I think they just, you know, kept to the game plan because they were getting scoring chances and then drove the net a little bit more. A lot of the shots in the first period were from – you know, top of the circles with nobody crashing the net. Yeah. The, you know, quality of opportunities certainly matters for the Evs. Yeah. Um, it's this game got weird in the third period, I guess. Uh, let's, let's talk about it this way. How much of a factor is puck luck in a game like this? Because, Yes, the Nichushin double post happened. Double post happened. Yes, the bad bounce from Taze on the second goal happened. But Avs have no one to blame on the first goal they gave up. Avs have no one to blame for their shot selection. Jonas Donskoy had a puck sitting 
two feet from the goal line that he just couldn't outmuscle a guy to get across it for, to win the game in regulation for the Avs. And, and, you know, I know all the hockey players will say, oh, you know, luck doesn't matter. It's on us. But <laughs> I, I, I struggle. I go back and forth with it. Where do you guys stand? Uh, I mean, everything that happened tonight, that's just hockey. Like, you're going to hit some posts. The Ducks hit the post in the first period, too. It, it's going to happen. The Donskoy, I actually thought that was an awesome defensive play. <laughs> like, that guy realized Donskoy was going to tap that puck and he got his stick on it just in time. So, that's going to happen. It's just, you know, the bounces go the way of both teams each game. And luckily, the Az were able to stick with it because they were doing enough things right. And just change things up from more less perimeter. And you posted the, uh, I guess the shot chart in the second period where the heat map started to look a lot better for the abs where they're getting more sh- shots from the slot, uh, in the, towards the second half of the second period. And that's what they weren't getting in the first period in the first 10 minutes of the second period. So something happened in there, but the abs just kind of stuck with their game plan. And, you know, for the first time in, I don't even know how long they actually came back and won a game with Bettner as the coach. It just doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't. Um, bad news coming from the post-game presser, A.J. Haefeli in it. Jared Bednar says he's not sure exactly what Nathan McKinnon missing tonight's game means immediately, but is assuming he will miss a few games. So definitely not a precautionary thing. Seems like some sort of concussion systems probably cropped up on McKinnon after morning skate today. That's bad. That's yeah. There's only like one thing you can really think of. If he took morning skate, that he just probably came to the trainers and said, "Hey, I'm not feeling 100 percent." Yep. And you know exactly what we're probably thinking about, and that's what stinks. Is this was? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really unfortunate, and now we're dealing with this now. So you see if they make any sort of moves i guess they'll probably just stick with the same lineup but the abs don't aren't even carrying any extra players right now are they like sherwood came in i don't think they have any other defensemen on the taxi squad yeah i mean it's a weird spot right because they don't they really don't have many other defensemen even under contract honestly i don't think let me pull up their cap friendly page and and burrows that's that's right they have burrows and i think that legitimately might be it for their NHL contracted defenseman right now. So it's pretty thin. <laughs> it's pretty thin right now on the defense. We know McCart not expected to be ready this weekend or Monday. Byram sounds like he's closer than McCart. Byram at least skated today, but yeah, he didn't skate with the team, but he skated. Yeah, beforehand, before practice, he skated. Oh, duh, they have Pattern. We totally forgot about him. <laughs> I feel like the Avs forgot about him, too. What's going on? <laughs> I've, I've, I mean, I'm assuming that they've just decided that he's the captain in the AHL, and like, unless they absolutely need him up here, that's just mm, his role. I, in a non-emergency call-up situation, they can't even fit his cap, right? So, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone's calling for Shane Bowers, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't. Until it happens, what does he have? Two points in nine games down there, too. It's not he's, exactly like high production. Yeah, he's missed quite a few games too. For I don't think he's missed. That, you're thinking of Cout, I think. Uh, I think I think he has too. I'm not sure though. Maybe I, not. 
don't think Bowers has missed any games. No. I also am not worried about his production because he's going to come in and be a defensive stalwart. Yeah. Uh, if that's what he's coming in for. And you know what? I saw a shift of Pierre Edward Belmar on the second line tonight. <laughs> and, and I didn't love that. So well, that was kind of like the other night when they put him out there at the end of the period and he gets the puck in the slot and launches well, it 10 feet over the net. I mean, th- this was right after the most comical play of the season where McDonald off a of faceoff runs into Landeskog and then Landeskog falls over and high sticks Jost in the face. <laughs> yeah. So you have this scary moment of like, oh, is Belmar just the Evs 2C now? And I sure hope that's not the case. We'll leave it at that. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, abs come back. Val Nachushkin is the the man of the hour in in overtime. I've I've talked to AJ about this before, but I'm curious your two thoughts on does three on three overtime kind of suck now? I've said it for a long time now. It sucks (laughs) because coaches got involved. Like that's all that happened. It's just, Nothing happens until they feel like they finally get a rush. They'll just skate it back. They'll regroup, skate around in the zone until, you know, they feel like they've got a decent chance. But yeah, it sucks now. Like this happens to everything in the NHL. Once coaches figure it out, the fun gets sucked out of it. <laughs> I think it'd be funner if the apps were better at it. <laughs> <laughs> now eight for their last twenty, or eight and twenty in their last twenty-eight. Getting better. <laughs> it was baby brutal steps, there for a while. Baby yeah. steps, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, I don't know who was on the. Was it Taves that hit Nachushkin? He's kind of been a, I guess, a, sl- a slower, I guess, a difference maker there on three on three this year. So Taves and Sod were the yeah. first. So. Sod had three points. So yeah, I'm not wearing a Jets hat. Who's saying I'm wearing a Jets hat? <laughs> this is not a Winnipeg Jets hat, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> but now coaches suck the fun out of it. It happened. And unfortunately the Avs, the problem is the Avs fast forwards are, you know, you look at Mika Ren, doesn't matter if the coaches suck the fun out of it or not. He's not good at three on three. Nope. Like he's never been good at it. So you're not going to be good if your best players aren't good at three on three. Yeah. I Tonight, especially like in theory, McKinnon and McCarr should be world beaters at three on three. But, when those two aren't in the lineup, you're looking down your options as the abs and three on three and are like, Hmm, mm-hmm. don't love a lot of these. <laughs> <laughs> and Gerard historically has not been great three on three either, to be honest. So yeah, he hasn't. You're right. Would you um, think he would just dominate just with the moves that he has? Oh man. The ducks broadcast was just talking all about how you can physically dominate Gerard. And it's like, sure. If you can catch him. Yeah, if you can catch him, good luck. (laughs) There were like four shifts in a row where he just like walks into a neutral zone, straight up sidesteps a guy and just keeps going. (laughs) It's like, all right. I mean, there's some catch that dude. The defense, the edge work that they have is just unreal. Yep. I mean, Gerard definitely maybe second best on his edges. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's crazy that they are still winning games. With this yeah. defense, yeah, the legitimately the, the bottom third of it is an AHL defense. Like you're playing McDonald, Renouf, and Timmins. Yeah, 
Yeah. McDonald played 20 minutes tonight, man. <laughs> and Graves looks like an AHL defenseman sometimes. <laughs> I, The Avs just – this is the first game of the year to me where it felt like the Avs found a way to win a hockey game. There's been a lot of games where the Avs get the lead, they hold it. It's standard good hockey team stuff where they win a game. But this is one where they face a little bit of adversity. It's their first comeback in forever. I like I legitimately can't tell you the last time they got down by two goals and came back to win the game. So mm-hmm. it felt a little bit different. Uh, we can talk a little bit more about that after we take our second period break with Green Mountain Dental Group. Just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Family owned and operated. They've been with us for a long time now. Highly recommend it. Allie, of course, recently just got her wisdom tooth taken out, and they took care of her amazingly, even with all of her struggles with it. Everybody who's gone there has said they absolutely love it. It's They're super awesome. They keep sending you updates, keep checking on you to make sure you're okay, even if you just get a simple procedure. So head on down there, schedule your cleaning x-ray and exam, and pick up your free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo, Evan, Blaze coming at you. The Avs are in a weird spot right now. This is a stretch of the season that everyone had pegged as a range where they should be winning a lot of hockey games. They (laughs) escaped with the win tonight. How much are you dialing back those expectations with no Nathan McKinnon, let's say at least for the next immediate two games. Um, I mean, they just beat Arizona, or they just beat Anaheim, and then who's up after that? Isn't it Arizona? Yep. So they're not; they're still not exactly playing teams that they, you know, have more talent than them, even when they're missing those guys. So I, I still think they can be just fine. It just depends on how long these guys are really out. Uh, it would be nice if they got Byron back to add a little bit more to the defense. Um, yeah, it, I, I'm not ready to dial back the expectations just yet because their competition over the next few games is still not great. Like Anaheim's still, what, nine games now without a win? And then Arizona, you just, you've just you been just crushing them since coming going back to last year. So these are teams that you can absolutely take. All right. If they go two and one, it's awesome. Yeah. 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 You know, I forgot they're going to be playing Miska tomorrow, I'm assuming, so that I guess I should change my expectations. <laughs> so, uh, pretty confident vibes, though, for a, for a McKinnon-less Avs. Yeah, I mean, as long as they can stay in the hunt, right, for playoff positioning, like, they get healthy, and at the end of the season, they're ready to just go. The Avs are going to be deadly when it comes around that time if everyone's healthy going into playoffs. They still... Did not give up 30 shots, like with this defense. Like, <laughs> they're still locking down teams for the most part. So, yeah. Well, Gibson know. Gibson will be a great uh, second goalie for the Avs, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with what salary cap? <laughs> What's a salary cap? Not, <laughs> not Kiefer's best take. Yeah, I know. A trade Gibson. Definitely not his best take. I heard that and just laughed. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, look, this is I. The Avs can't do a whole lot more than they've done in the last two games. 
they blow out the Sharks, and then they find a way to win in Anaheim without McKinnon. On a night where, look, Gibson played pretty darn well against him again, on the whole. It's not like the Avs had no chances. They got plenty in the second half of the second period and third period. They just couldn't get the third one, and neither could Anaheim until overtime. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think Gibson played spectacular. I really don't think he had to make too many great saves. He just made enough. Um, Nazem Kadri can't buy a goal right now True. for some reason. But, you know, even Landeskog late, he almost snuck it by him, and that would have been a weak goal. Like Almost, but didn't. Yeah. Lance guy was a total zombie all game long. You could tell he was. Yeah, that dude has not slept. Under normal sure. circumstances, he <laughs> he should, probably shouldn't have been playing. But I don't know if they obviously they don't have any other choice. But yeah, I didn't think Gibson was that great. I guess is Ryan Miller still their backup? Is that who we might see tomorrow? Last time they just played Gibson on both, didn't they? So yeah, I guess they could. <laughs> Although uh, another loss or two in Anaheim's pretty well out of it at that point i think so yeah. what do you guys think of zegris oh dude he dude is all flash but no i don't know there's there's something he he's the one who made the mistake in the neutral zone that led to that penalty yep to them getting that first goal and even the ducks announcers were like this is it this is what he can't do because <laughs> he went to the bench and i don't think he played much the rest of the period so yeah i didn't think he was that great tonight but i mean he's still a young kid right so his body will probably fill out but the the moment for me is he went into the corner with taves and he tried all the fancy handwork and taves was just like i'm just gonna knock you off the puck bro (laughs) see ya (laughs) like so we'll see obviously the hands are ridiculous on that kid but he's got to find space at the nhl level uh, is that so? Is that it then? The the Ducks are bad, and, and the Avs should beat them pretty much regardless of personnel. Yeah, that didn't look like a good team on the other end. Yeah, I could. I mean, Cam Fowler's played seven hundred games. That just like I felt so old hearing that. <laughs> is it really seven hundred? That's what they said. He was, wow. was he, like twenty ten draft. Good lord, man, but, that's wild. Yeah. That's it's just not a good team. Like the Avs without their two best players probably still have the best players in this series up front and on the defense. So yeah, you should still beat this team. Next they question. Won, they won without Miko doing anything. I the the other thing I could say to this is if the puck bounces just a little bit differently, that's a totally different game. That's a blowout by the Avs. I, I, on the one hand, I agree with you. On the other hand, I feel like we've said that for seven games this year for the Avs, and it's never been the actual case where it becomes a blowout. <laughs> um, go ahead. Except for when it does. <laughs> yeah, except for the blowout. If we ignore the blowouts, but I mean, there's been three proper blowouts for the Avs this year: the eight-zero against the Blues, the seven-three against the Sharks, and then six-two. Uh, against Arizona, right? Yep, yep. So, and even the six-two, sure. like, was it? Was it six-two? Well, I don't. I can't well, even remember. The Avs blew out Arizona six-two, and then the Sharks blew out the Avs six-two. Mm-hmm. Like mm, that's what it was. Ouch! Yeah. Yeah. So wrong way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, my next question. 
is Sam Gerard actually a robot? And I didn't. Maybe you guys like know that know something I don't. But right before puck drop tonight, Sam Gerard has a, an inhaler out that he he takes a a big swig out of. What do you what do you call doing inhaler? It? I wanted to, yeah, an inhaler. What do you, what is using inhaler? What is the verb for using an inhaler? Uh, <laughs> I want to say I want to say he like <laughs> took a toke off the inhaler, but there's no way that's right. Had a hit, a hit yeah, off the yeah. inhaler. But that's probably right. But the dude takes it and then he goes out and plays almost 29 minutes tonight, like an absolute champ. This. Does he have asthma? Is I don't that know. What it that's, is? that's what I'm asking. Like I, I've never seen him use an inhaler before, so I was just curious. Yeah, he might have sports related asthma. Yeah, I have I, mean, a, I have an inhaler that I take before the games. He must have it pretty well under control yeah. if he's playing 29 minutes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so get that inhaler tested for drugs. <laughs> steroids. The, oh man, the kid. The cameras were catching some good stuff when Kadri was yelling at the refs at the end yeah. of the game and Bednar just grabbed his head and was like, no, stop. Just shut up. That was great. <laughs> that was that was Duck's feet only, so I don't yeah. know. Uh, it, he's probably still <laughs> complaining about the goal being called back. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I don't look at the bench before games. I, I see the people. I've, I've taken plenty of hits of the salt. Up your nose before games, oh, and that, that hits you so awful. hard. Yeah, that stuff is awful. But I've never paid attention to the other stuff. The, like, if someone's taking a hit from an inhaler before the game, so maybe this is something he always does. I don't know. Just a curiosity I saw. wasn't sure about it. So It works, obviously. Yeah, clear. He Three minutes into the game, he saves a goal. So <laughs> doing pretty okay is, is Sammy on that one. I, I guess that's my question, though. Both Sammy and Taves played 28 minutes tonight. <laughs> Is that sustainable? There's no way that's sustainable, right? Like, they need help. Yeah, they need someone to come back. Or Yeah, they... <laughs> This coaching staff, this is what they're going to do. Like, there's nothing that's going to change. So they're just going to throw these guys out there. It's it's a little worrisome on the first half of a back-to-back. But as we've discussed before, I think Taves is pretty good at conserving his energy. It's more Gerard. I'm a little more concerned with just because he skates so much. Yeah. And injuries. Yeah. Just from that much to ice time. It's, it's brutal. Yeah. I'm more worried about these rant just – one of them's going to walk into the rink tomorrow and say, I, I'm not good. Cause that's what's been happening. Every single game. Like, <laughs> yeah. The last three injuries was like car showed up to morning skate and now he's out with an upper body injury. Yep. Last three, ga- last three. It's like, Oh, same lineup as the night before. Nope. Byron not, walked not into morning same. skate, <laughs> told the trainers he wasn't good. They're going to have to shut down the locker room boxing that they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and the, I mean, today's was the craziest one because after the morning skate presser, Bednar was like, yep, same lineup. McKinnon's good to go. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know how the injuries keep happening. It's gotta stop at some point, right? It's yeah. The Avs basically don't even practice anymore with the schedule that they have. So <laughs> well, yeah, when are, you, when are you gonna fit a practice in <laughs> after <yeah>. the game? <laughs> The players probably love this, though. They don't want to practice. Day yeah. off, game day. Yeah. Day off, game day. <laughs> Just all games. They don't care. <laughs> the best thing that could happen tomorrow is they get like a 4 nothing lead. 
halfway through the game and you can just yeah. spread the they ice just, time out a little absolutely bit. Absolutely take the second half of the game off. Yeah. yeah. Get those guys some rest. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Let's move into final thoughts on tonight's game. I, I don't know. I had zero expectations <laughs> going into this game, knowing that the abs didn't have McKinnon going into it. They come away with two points. Uh, you don't care at all about giving the Ducks a point. That's irrelevant. Yeah, o- overtime points. I don't care about that right now. It's not like they were playing Vegas where you want to keep them to zero points. It is what it is. You're just happy to walk away with two points and not have to do it in a shootout. So, yeah, I the whole McKinnon thing caught me so off guard, which I'm not sure why it does because I should expect it at this point. <laughs> You the think way we'd this, learn, right? Yeah. The way this organization just works, I, you should just expect someone to show up to the rink unable to play. But yeah, I. It's still they're still just a better team than all these teams. Like, even with all these guys missing, they're controlling the shots in every single game. So, yeah, this is the best stretch to have an injured Avs lineup. Right, is playing these two teams. So. Yeah, it could be worse. You're just lucky it's not Vegas or any of those teams or even Minnesota who's playing really well right now. So, Oh, man, Minnesota's playing really good. I like to clown on Minnesota a lot, but they're, they're playing mean, lights out right now. Minnesota's playing great. The Avs are tied with them in the standings and hold the, the tiebreaker in the record because they're 2-1-1 one, one against them. So yeah. if the hot hand in the, lead, in the division of the – teams outside of the big three is playing great to be even with the Avs. <clears throat> you got to feel pretty good about that, right? For sure. So I'm looking up uh, Ryan Miller's stats right now. NHL.com's being a little slow on me, but we're, we're trying to get there. Uh, let's see. Opponent, Avs. All right, here we go. When, when did Miller enter the league? 1953. Yeah, that's what it feels <laughs> like, man. All right. We'll just, we'll just no, he. I think he won like the Hobie Baker in 1999, so it was 2000, 2001, something like that. That early, jeez. He's been around forever. Yeah, it was 2002, his first year in the NHL proper. He is seven six and four against Colorado. If he does start tomorrow, none of that matters because he's been in the NHL for 600 years. <laughs> I, I, yeah, he's not. He's not what Ryan Miller used to be, and he hasn't been for the last couple of years, if we're being honest. But the next six games are Anaheim, Arizona, Arizona, LA, LA, Anaheim. Yep. So if you're going to be missing guys, this is the stretch to do it at, and you're at home. So you should still probably be taking care of business. Yep. I see a couple of people asking about other injuries. Fransos and EJ are out indefinitely. That's all we got. Uh, Don't expect them back anytime soon, basically. Yeah, EJ, I guess, has been showing up a little bit more, but it doesn't sound like he's anywhere close. And then Gilbert shows up, and then all of a sudden on COVID protocol, which is not good. (laughs) Gilbert was in the building today. Gilbert is on protocol like 30 minutes later. Man, that's that's a bit spooky, to say the least. Yeah, Um, Calvert is somewhat close. Yeah, yeah. Calvert skated with the team in a no contact today, which is good to hear, but I – I, at this point, you can't really expect Calvert to reliably be available, I think. Or EJ. 
Like, yeah, I, EJ I have too. no True. expectations for him at yep. this point. So stinks because he would round it out a healthy blue line, which seems like this team will never have in their life again. But yeah, it's uh, injuries. Really, the only ones to watch are, I guess, Byram is probably the closest one. Byram and Calvert, and then Makar. We were promised a timeline on Makar, and did not get it. <laughs> the timeline was he's progressing. Yeah, yeah they're just getting it out of the way. They're going to be healthy for the playoffs. Yeah, that's what everybody thought last year, and how'd that go for you? <laughs> <laughs> on that but- note. <laughs> We do have to get out of here for the night. Thank you, everyone watching, listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to the video and channel. That helps us a lot out on YouTube. Also, check out all our other content. I do game reviews of every single game on YouTube. Evan, AJ, they have their written pieces. Of course, if you really love us, Blaze makes awesome shirts, which you should go buy for the Avs and all the other sports teams in Denver. Check that out at thenvrlocker.com can also listen to this on a podcast. If you can't catch us after the game, I know the Avs have been playing some games very late recently. <laughs> Not a big fan of that, but you can also listen to us the next day, maybe on your ride to work or something like that in podcast format. So we got you covered top to bottom with this one. Thank you again. We will catch everybody in some denim jorts <laughs> tomorrow night. <laughs>